listening to the Go Ministries International Podcast, where you're going to hear the truth of the Word of God, wild, relevant, and powerful for your journey in today's world. other place you could reach. There's no better place that you could look up to than up to the Father, the God who loves us and gives us answers. You know, I'm sitting here up on this stage and I'm experiencing the same thing you're experiencing. And I'm sitting here and in my mind I'm thinking this is wild, this is crazy, but at the same time my spirit is saying this is great. And sometimes we get so used to things being normal. We get so used to church as usual. We get used to being mediocre that when the craziness of God shows up, we're like, is this God? But I'm telling you, the majority of the stories we find in his word are crazy. By the world's definition, they're crazy. Choosing a man who has an issue with a speech impediment where he stutters to go and speak to royalty in a nation. That sounds crazy. Asking an old man to take a basic old stick and plant it in the water and all of a sudden that entire sea splits in half and people walk across on dry land. People face a battle where they're up against the strongest city known at the time and the instruction is to march around the walls of the city and to shout a little bit. Most of the stories in the Bible, they seem crazy. But I'm telling you, it's exactly what God wants to do in our life. Sometimes he just needs us to be a little crazy to get on his page. Amen. You guys can stay up here if you want. You can have a seat if you want. I don't mind. But I've just got to preach the word to you guys tonight. I believe God gave me something. And what's funny is normally we have things prepared a little more ahead of time. But literally, I'm sitting here and I'm driving on my way up here. And on my drive up here, God just downloads this whole thing to me. And I know it was for me, but I also know it was for this event. And so I want to talk to you about what God gave to me tonight. I'm going to read you a scripture out of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And it says this. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. It says, it is given by divine inspiration. It is profitable for instruction. And it is for also the conviction of sin and for the correction of human error and restoration to obedience. See, that is what makes God's correction different than sometimes man's correction. Sometimes man's correction is just to correct, just to make a point, just to point something out to us. But God's correction, what does it say it's for? It's for restoration unto obedience. It also says that his word is for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. Isn't that encouraging tonight? That these words that are written on these pages are not just this massive book that seems impossible to tackle. I know a lot of people have Bible reading plans. You can accomplish it in a year or two or three. I still have not read through the entire Bible myself. There are certain books that I just refuse to read. <laughs> like Leviticus. I'm sorry. I'm just not reading it. It's not going to happen. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding that I haven't read it. I'm, I'm kidding about being reluctant to read it. But as I was praying about this message and asking God, like, what is it that you want to say this weekend? Because, you know, this weekend is important. 
And you guys have many amazing guest ministers and events and conferences here in this church. And I believe each and every one of them has a significant purpose. And their purpose is by design. See, nothing great ever came from something by chance or by coincidence or by accident. It came, anything that's worth doing, anything that's great came from purposeful intention. And I know that this weekend has been designed. It has been engineered so that young people could have a serious, sincere encounter with God. Because if we just believe in a God that we never get the chance to encounter, what's the point in believing in him? Is it to make us right? Is it to do the right thing? God isn't empty. God isn't into something that's empty like that. He wants you to be able to experience it. Paul encourages us in this in Ephesians chapter 3. says that you would practically experience and get to know the love of God for yourself. And just so you know, your pastors, and maybe, maybe you're from a different church or maybe you're visiting this weekend, the pastors of this church have designed it so that you could have a real experience. So I want to encourage you, don't walk out those doors until you've had that experience. And it's not something that I can do for you. It is not something that we can do for you. It is something that God has to do for you. Don't just be open to us. Be open to the wild. Be open to the crazy things that God wants to do. But you see in here, it says again, all scripture is God-breathed, which means it is divinely inspired. And this is where I want to put our emphasis tonight. It is profitable for instruction. Let me read this to you. If we want to be successful at building something, we have to learn how to follow the instructions. I'm going to say that again. If we want to become successful at building something, we have to learn how to follow the instructions. You know, as a father, and I'm not too far into being a father, just about 11 years here, and I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest blessings and privileges that I've ever had in my life. But as any father would know, you get the frustration. Oh, sorry. No, hang on. You get the opportunity of building and assembling a lot of things. A lot of fathers aren't going to admit it in the room because your significant other might be with you. Your child might be next to you. But you know what I'm talking about where you're like, oh, great, another project. And in my life, I've got to build and assemble a lot of different things from bunk beds to bookshelves to massive Lego masterpieces. Uh, me and my son Grayson, is Grayson in the room still or is he playing around? Grayson, he got a gift about a year ago. Come on up here, buddy. What you got on your sweatshirt? What you got on your sweatshirt? This one right here, the yellow one. Pikachu, you got blessed with a gift about a year ago on your sixth birthday and what was it? big Pikachu Lego set. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. This is going to be great. And then I realized the thing was literally 13 inches tall, six inches wide, solid all the way through, like no bubble in there, right? Can I just build around it, please? And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, great. This is the best gift ever. And there were two instruction manuals for it. Two, not one, two. There were 40 steps per book. Me and Grayson, Grayson's like, let's build this thing. Let's do this. I'm like, all right, let's go after it. After 30 minutes into it, we're just getting our mind wrapped around, like, what bag am I supposed to be in right now? What color pieces? The whole thing's stinking yellow. The whole thing. 
And we're like 30, 45 minutes into it. And we have, a, we have a daddy day once a week where I just spend time with him in the morning or in the afternoon. And 30, 45 minutes into it, he's like, Daddy, I'm kind of bored. Can we do this another time? I'm like, yeah, sure. I like that idea. Next week on Daddy Day, we start building again. 30 minutes in, guess who's bored again? Guess who's frustrated again? Week after week after week, I kid you not, it probably took us four or five months to build it at that rate. Literally, like four to five months later, we finally finish it. We started in October, and I got invited with a friend of mine, Joel Housing, amazing guy, and we did an online thing during COVID and quarantine in the month of March or April around there. And he, we were talking back and forth, and I kind of showed him what I built. I was so proud of it. So literally, it probably took about five or six months. But I'm telling you, if I missed one step in building that Lego Pikachu, guess what? The whole thing's ruined, right? The whole thing's ruined. And how do we know that when you go six months, yeah, what you got, buddy? Well, uh, once, um, literally, like, the whole thing was, like, ruined. Like, we had a misplaced Lego Pikachu. It was supposed to be five blocks long, but it was actually six. So we cut one block of it off. It's true. We got 90% of the way through it, and one of the pieces they gave me was wrong. Oh, so help me God. Help me God. Watch my mouth. I got my six-year-old son right next to me. One piece was wrong, legitimately wrong. We didn't lose a piece. It was the wrong piece. You know you have all the, the little you know, nubs on top? It's supposed to be four. No, it's five. Five. I'm like, come on, guys. You, got, you, have, you had one job. One job is to get this right. So I'm looking at it, and I go, dude, I don't know what to do because it wouldn't fit in there. You know what I decided? Went to the drawer. I grabbed a stinking scissors, bro. Snapped that piece right off. We got it completed. We did. We did it. Six months of building this thing, about 30 minutes, again, 30 minutes, once a day, once a week, we did it. And it took forever, but I'm telling you, if I missed one instruction, how many know when you're in a deep project like that, dads, you know what I'm talking about, sometimes you're just ready to fast, hit the fast forward button, like, can I skip this part? Maybe, oh yeah, I got it, I got it figured out, and all of a sudden you get into it, and all of a sudden you, you don't realize the mistake at the moment, but all of a sudden, a few steps later, you're like, oh man, I tried that shortcut, and now I'm having to pay for it. Just remember this. That in life, God doesn't always do a quick work because it's the fact that it is a slow work that he gets to work in us what he's trying to get into us. But sometimes we're just so focused on this is what I want. I want that Pikachu thing, but guess what? That thing gave me patience. <laughs> it gave me patience. But sometimes we're like, that's what I want out there. But God's saying, no, that's what I need in there. And he'll take time to do that because you can't build character over time. I know obviously the Bulldogs just played and they had a tough loss last night. And, all the, and I've been hearing the stories about how after this year it's going to be kind of a rebuilding year. And that's going to take time. Anything that's built out of greatness, it takes time. But if we read in this scripture, what does it say? That his word is what? Profitable for instructions. If we're going to be successful in building something, we have to learn how to follow the instructions. But the problem with a lot of us is because we're so self-opinionated and self-driven and self-motivated, all we are is building all of these truths off of our opinion. But if truth is based on opinion, then truth doesn't have an absolute. But we read in God's word that Jesus is what? The way? What are instructions? They're the way. He is the way, the truth, and he is the ultimate form of truth. 
And he wrote out his truth in this word. And I want to encourage you, this life you're building, sometimes it can feel like it's something you bought that's new. And all of a sudden, you get this thing that's new. You order it on Amazon. You order it online. You go to it at the store. You're so excited about it. Grayson recently just celebrated his seventh birthday. And my parents, my mom and dad, they wanted to buy him a basketball hoop. And I'm like, yes, I am all for that. Let's go do that. Let's get it. We go in there. We want to pick one out. We're like, yes, yes, that's the one we want. And they're all assembled, right? Looks beautiful. Yeah, that's what I want. That's it right there. Let me get let me get one for you out of the back. I'm like, great, let's go. Let's do this. Got a big old vehicle to put, put it in. Comes in this tiny little box. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want that one. I want the finished product. Give me that. Just load that. I'm like, no, you have to do this. You want to know what the box said? Some assembly required. Can I just tell you something? They lied. It was all assembly required. There was no some. There was no some. So I started out at like 10 in the morning. I'm like, I'm gonna go in the morning, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, where, where it's cool, shooting hoops by noon. My son's gonna be so happy. He's in there doing his homeschool and he's coming out every 30 minutes like, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? I'm like, I'm getting there, buddy, I'm getting there. One hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. I'm just doing this to make the service as long as I possibly can. Five hours. Six and a half hours later, you had to assemble every part. They lied. It was not some. It was all. And these instructions, I don't know if you've ever had this. You look at the instructions. Have you guys seen the instructions on some of these things? You ever bought something from Ikea? Because if you have, you know exactly what I mean. You look at the instructions, you're like, who made these? Like, they were not in their right mind. What drugs were they on? And I'm reading the instructions like, man, I hate these instructions. These instructions are terrible. These instructions are stupid. I can't even figure this thing out. And I was at that point building out that basketball hoop. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. This thing's crooked. These instructions, gosh, they, they suck. And all of a sudden, after about 15, 20 minutes of being frustrated, I was looking at those instructions, and all of a sudden something finally clicked. I go, oh, I get it now. Can I just give you an epiphany? The instructions never changed. They weren't rewritten in front of my face. They weren't updated or reloaded on my iPad. They stayed the same. It wasn't the instructions that changed. It was me that changed. And that's what every challenge is. Anything we go after that we're trying to build, and each and every one of us, we're trying to build our lives on the foundation of God's word. But when we treat his instructions more like suggestions, we're going to be more prone to error. We're going to be looking at it and be like, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Why is the book of Leviticus even in this thing? And all of a sudden you're going to realize Sometimes it takes time to understand something that somebody else is saying. And it's not the instructions that need to change. It's us that needs to change. Let's read this again. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture. <laughs> I think every preacher in their career of preaching has asked the congregation this question. What is all? Okay, you just proved my point. Thank you. All scripture, all of it is God-breathed, meaning what? Marriage is meant between a man and a woman. 
Sexual activity is meant with a permanent spouse, not something you play around with or want to fool around with. Homosexuality is not accepted. That is not to be confused with homosexuals are not accepted. These are hardline truths. And if we're going to go against it saying, no, that's not right. I don't agree with that. That's a suggestion. That's an opinion. That's not an instruction. Then guess what? Our lives, our bodies that we're building, we're going to have problems. Things are going to start to fall apart. That piece and that Lego set, it was wrong. And I tried to force it and I tried to change it and it didn't work. Well, until I cut it, I guess it did work. But always remember this, when you try to find a shortcut, you always end up shortchanging yourself. You can't shortcut life and not expect to get shortchanged. We can say, no, I don't believe in homosexuality. And all of a sudden, there's all these sexual diseases that are going on in your body. They're affecting you. They're negative. It's not what you wanted. Why? You went against the instructions. And I think we have to get to a point that we're either going to believe this or we're not. But I would beg to ask the question that if we're not going to believe this, what are we going to believe in? What else is there to believe in? Even Jesus talking to his disciples and saying, who do you say that I am? Who are you going to follow? And they're saying, who else could we follow? You're the son of the living God. And you know this. You're experiencing it here. It is a tangible thing. It is a real thing. But in the midst of us building our lives, if we're going to build something that's successful, we have to learn how to follow the instructions. Let me read this to you. This is something the Lord spoke to me. In our lives, you know that sometimes things go wrong. And sometimes we're running after the wrong thing. Come on, somebody. Can I just tell you something? If you spend the majority of time on your phone, your tablet, or your computer, you are literally feeding yourself the direction your life is going to go. What we put in comes out. Right? What we put in, it does come out. And we're just feeding ourselves constantly on this thing or whatever it is that we're focused on. And it can derail us. We have to understand that we have to start going after the things that God wants in our life. The things that God needs in our life. But here's the deal. Here's the whole issue. We all have a plan until things don't go according to the plan. And then what happens? Some things that don't go according to plan. Maybe, maybe, I know there's young people and there's adults in this room. Maybe you wanted to have more kids and that's just not working out for you. Maybe you got pregnant at some point and had a miscarriage. That was Lacey and I about two and a half years ago. What do you do with that? Maybe an unexpected death or loss of a loved one or a family member. What happens when, okay, we've got this plan, but when things don't go according to plan, then what happens? Let me read this to you. Again, the problem is, is some of us are preferring the shortcut. But maybe, just maybe, God is doing something bigger in us than what we can see and realize. Maybe God is trying to bring us to a place where he can do something greater in us than we can even see or realize. Maybe God is trying to do something deeper in you than you can even see or maybe even realize. Maybe the beauty of things not going according to plan is that that actually brings us closer to the planner. 
And isn't that the ultimate plan in the first place? Maybe things aren't going exactly the way we expect. See, sometimes as Christians, we think we're supposed to have this perfect life. But it's more about God perfecting the inside of us than perfecting our life on the outside of us. And maybe the actual answer to this whole life equation is that he can't make our life perfect on the outside before perfecting us on the inside. Now, I understand none of us are going to be perfect. We're never going to get there, but it's allowing God to say, yep, perfect me in that area. Perfect me in that area. Do you realize that perfection is not an end result? Perfection is progress. God doesn't judge us or evaluate us on our perfection. He does that according to our pursuit. And as we pursue, we progress. But maybe God is doing something bigger. And maybe God has a purpose to us when things don't go according to plan. When that Lego piece didn't turn out. When I wanted the big basketball hoop to come out and it comes out in a box. I believe that this product that Jesus offers us is almost like something we go into a store to buy or we order online and it comes to us in a form or in a way or in a fashion that we didn't really want. And I believe that B-I-B-L-E should not be on the cover of this book. What should be on the cover of this book is some assembly required. Thanks for tuning in to the Go Ministries International Podcast. For more information, go to goministries.net and follow us on social media to get more content like this straight to your phone. Remember, no matter what you've done or where you're at in life, you're lovable, valuable, capable, and redeemable.